Smartcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Suddenly, I just started having these mystical experiences where the Divine Mother who came to me, showed me these amazing symbols. And these experiences actually continued over a period of actually over 10 years. And what I realized along the line was this is like a new Reiki lineage, a new healing lineage. Hello, everybody. This is Gina Cavalier, the Liberated Healer Podcast. I'm really excited, like I normally am, about Raja Sheree Ma. She is also goes by Joni Dietrich, PhD. Hello, how are you? I'm really good, Gina, and thank you for having me today. Oh, gosh, it is such my pleasure. We're going to be talking about May the Love Force Be With You. Look at this book. Oh, my. Look at the little notes I put in there. I'm like, um, really do. Yeah. I just love the space that we're in the world right now where we can really have multiple conversations come out in this way to help people. And I feel it's just so supportive. And one of, I think this book is definitely going to go in a lineage of some of those really important books that come out, like The Power of Now and when they just really make a shift. And what is in here is so divinely guided and beautiful and spoke to me in such the deepest deepest way and then the practices and I really needed this right now and I was calling in the thing we go through these journeys and it's been decades I was focusing on a, a few different kind of modalities and I really was just I need the next thing I need an upgrade I need a something else I can really dive into that's very multi-layered that's the deepest healing for myself and then for others and then your book came along. So it was, I can't wait to get into it a little bit more, but I'm just want people to bear with us to join this, this hour conversation with us because there's so much here. And then maybe get the book or see what we're talking about. It's profound how, what you put on the page here. So um, can you tell us a little bit about the, your journey and then Kaliki uh, Ricky and what this important thing will do yeah. for people. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jean, for all those wonderful, kind and supportive words about about this work. And the truth is, I wrote the book, but it's not my work. It's the work of the Divine Mother. And I feel so very blessed that she invited me. I don't even know if she invited me. She basically told me, you're going to do this. And, um, and, and of course, I'm very grateful for that. But in terms of my own journey, it started from being a young child. Um, but it, it started actually being a young child back in the 1950s, right? Where the world was such a different, different kind of place. And when I got to the age that I was taking confirmation classes in my Christian church and, um, reading the Bible, I had this big epiphany reading the Bible that a lot of what Jesus was doing was not giving sermons, right? He was doing healing work and he was doing energy healing. And so I went to my elders and I asked them about this and they said, well, Joni, yeah, Jesus did those things, but we have modern medicine now. And, and so we don't need that. And, and that's kind of how it started for me. It was like, Energy healing is something for the past that we put aside. And 
And so it, it was a long journey in which I always felt the call of, of healing and of energy. And I always felt the call of the divine and of, and of the spirit. And fortunately, I found yoga at a rather young age and I, I found the ability to, to meditate and to learn those really deep, um, philosophical understandings in, in yoga. But it took a long time until I could come into that truth of energy healing. So I spent 35 years as a clinical psychologist doing a psychotherapy practice, and it was wonderful. You know, there, there was so much about it, and people changed, and they transformed. But it always felt to me that it was still too mental, right? Too much in the mind. And as I studied yoga more and more, Gina, I began to understand that we are not the mind. We are not this body. We are not our emotions. We experience all those things. They're very real, right? But there's something more. There's something deeper. And there's something more and there's something deeper. The, the spiritual uh, teachers and mystics of all times have known those. And, and certainly when Jesus healed, he was coming from that place. So eventually I discovered Reiki, right? I discovered the traditional Asui Reiki, and um, I became a practitioner. I kind of kept it hidden because I was busy being a psychotherapist, and you don't place your hands on people. And um, so I, I did that on the side and loved it. And and people had amazing experiences um, healing on all those levels of the physical, the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual. But at a certain point, it was like I had to kind of come more public with it. And it was a really interesting just confluence of events that happened to me around 2008. I was just starting a very deep study of meditation with a tantric yogic teacher. And at the same time, I had just finally, I'd been practicing yoga for a lot of years, but I hadn't done the master. Paths. I, and I finally found a teacher. I did a year-long training with her. I had just completed that. So I had these like these three paths that didn't seem like they were weaving together. The the Reiki, the the yogic studies, the meditation, and the psychology. And suddenly I just started having these mystical experiences where I, the divine mother that came to me showed me these amazing symbols. And these experiences actually continued over a period of actually over 10 years. And what I realized along the line was, this is like a new Reiki lineage, a new healing lineage. And it was wonderful. It was a little scary. It's a little awesome. And, um, and, and so... I mean, that's how Kali Ki Reiki um, began back in 2008 um, with these phenomenal experiences. And as I think once you begin to have experiences like this, you can't have doubt. You can't deny it. You can't put it aside. It's not the same as reading about someone else's experiences, right? It's like, Okay, this is true. At least it's true for me. This is actually one of the symbols that you, so it's right on your book, so it's already being shown. You call it Kali Ki because of why? Okay, because the form that the Divine Mother came to me in, at least initially, was the form of Kali Ma, Mahakali, the great goddess of transformation uh, and so many people in the west think of her as the goddess of death and destruction yeah but she's not just that she is she's she's the mother and she gives birth and she brings life forth and she sustains it and then like all life does there's transition we don't stay as we are um we change, we transform. And a lot of times, of course, we know there's a kind of dissolution that has to happen. 
It, this happens in healing, right? We have to bring stuff up and release it before we can have true ease, ease, true peace, true healing. Yeah. And this happens moment to moment. We have to exhale before we can inhale. We have to release the stuff that's not serving and then bring new breath in. And of course, it happens as we transition from this manifestation of life in, into the next and, and, and beyond. So I, I just want to say that because um, people think of her as this horrid, horrible, fierce, and she is fierce, it, but she's fiercely powerful out of the power of love. And her energy, we call it the love force energy, is the energy of life, the life force. So the Kali is, stands for this transformational potency or power. Um, and then the key is, um, like in Ray key, um, the, the life force energy and key is the, it's, um, the same, it's the Japanese word that we in, in Chinese is chi, like in Qigong, um, or in yoga is prana, um, life force energy. But, but as I mentioned, and as the book says, we call it the love force because we truly believe, not just believe, that's the thing. We experience the source of everything. Yeah. As how, how many we, symbols are there again? There's, so, so there are, um, there are, there are 11 symbols and then there are, um, iterations on many of them. So in the book, um, I'm, I, I never quite remember. I think it's, there's like about 18 symbols yeah. that, that you see. Yeah, that I would see. Okay. And so the interesting thing about, um, so the first symbol that I did, um, and I doodle a lot, and I, I think it's really interesting that people that doodle a lot, right? I doodle things that look very similar to the symbols. So it kind of felt like it was already strangely a part of me. And when I followed the, it, what I love about it is you don't, you read, you don't have to go completely linear, linearly through these a whole book, right? Yeah. At this section, right? But there's so much information about each one. So you can really fall in love with each one and understand why and the understanding behind it and how that one is going to either like help heal old wounds, a broken heart, family trauma, whatever is going to be happening. Right. And one of the things that stuck out super uh, just general was that you said that this is a new this is another communication system how we use communication as humans constantly, right? Words and words have meaning and we draw and we have art and we, all this communication system. This is really, the symbol is, um, it's like another word, correct? But magnified with energy. Uh, so it's almost like you're creating, it's almost like a new language is what I'm kind of getting at. It, it is, it took, it's not really new. Yeah, yeah, I guess right. we're yeah. new as we reading it to some of us. Right, right. And the truth is, even though we have language that's familiar to us, we have words, we have written word, we have spoken word. Um, all of our communication is ultimately just symbolic. Any word that we say is is a symbol, um, a symbolic way of expressing a concept. It's expressing um a feeling it's expressing an experience and the truth is that experience is really not um explainable <laughs> we do everything we can we use mathematical symbols and, and all of that it just is and that's that's especially true with sacred experience right it's ineffable it is beyond words and um so in um, in many of the Eastern traditions and actually in the Western traditions as well, um, chanting is, is used as a means of communicating more directly with source than like reading words or something like that. And it's considered to be the vibration that creates sound. It's the vibration of the mantras that is closer and closer, closer to the source. And it's not um, so limited 
by mind. And um, it, it just is. And so these symbols, these Reiki symbols, um, are like mantras are vibration of sound. These are vibrations of light. And they vibrate at a very high frequency. And, and at these various frequencies, and some of them, some of the frequencies are maybe more attuned to healing the physical self. Some may be more attuned to healing past lives or trauma or, or whatever. But ultimately, each and every one of them as a gateway into the source. Yeah. And to what we call limitless love. And, and that's the beauty of them. And I just want to say one, one more thing about the symbols. I actually believe that the traditional Reiki symbols that people have known now for over a hundred years since Makawi Sui initiated them in, um, around 1900, um, that they're usually depicted as like black, um, lines on white paper print. Right. And I, I really believe that those symbols too are forms of light. Um, but they just have never been depicted that way. And so we were very careful in Kaliki Reiki to depict these symbols as light. So they're white or not black there. So that you get the sense of this is the light of the sea. And it's not just a black background. I mean, I, I was wondering how you guys did it because yeah. there's a lot of gray in there. And I, I just, it's how do you get something on paper that just jumps out to you like that? And somehow you guys did that. And uh, stay in the instruction to just keep the focus on the light parts. And then um, what happens is you, you, when you're focusing on the light parts, it will transform and you will start to see things, other things, and then you will start to feel things. And it, and, and it is really exciting because I think a lot of people struggle, like, a lot of people want, we're so visual learners, right? Yeah. And a lot of people get upset if they don't see a vision, right? Especially if that, that's not their thing. Like some people are like, oh, I can see your mom or I can see this energy and I can see Kali or I can see, right? And some people don't have that. So they feel less than sometimes because they feel like that's a gift that they don't have. But they don't understand that they have many gifts uh, maybe at that time, right? But this seems like for me, what I believe is that everybody is going to have, when they focus in on the light, their own experience, but they're all going to have an experience. It's not going to be, I instantly was like, oh, there you are. I, I saw something instantly. Right. Yes. And yet, and yet really when we're seeing, when we're having visions, we're not actually really seeing some object out there. Right. It's an internal experience. It's like when we close our eyes, we often see light and color, but there's nothing projecting light and color. And so, so yeah, so we see these things, but it's an inner knowing. And so for some people, the inner knowing is not so visual. And that's absolutely fine. I was actually working with one of my dear favorite clients today who's gone through, um, she lost her wife. Um, several months ago and it's really gone through some trauma and um and she just went back to work and she said that people at work were seeing this transformation in her and she said rajashrima i i i read your book i have these experiences we're, we're doing classes and i don't i don't get the visions like other people do when i'm receiving reiki and and she said but I know I've been completely transformed. And it was, well, yeah. I mean, what's the point of having visions unless there's transformation? So it's like just visions alone, um, that that's not it. No, yeah, it's the energy that it, you can feel it kind of working within your body. Yeah. And I kind of feel it getting in, going into, um, into my energetic field. And I felt loved, uh, from more like for anything I felt from staring at something. Um, there's one symbol that um, is not new. Um, and I'm just going to show it here. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. So the ohm, right? So that was the only one that wasn't channeled, that wasn't brand new, correct? Correct. Well, actually, the trident, the shul is not new, right? Everybody has seen a trident. But this is the one that you see everywhere. Yep. Absolutely. So when I was doing the ohm one, um, I had some uh, meditation music in the background. And I felt a block for a little, I felt great. And then I felt the block come up. And it, I had on, um, I, I had all of a sudden this meditation music came on and it was, um, in the background. Oh, those synchronous. And I was like, oh, thank you. Cause it was helping me. I love it. I love the block, it. And I was like, really, did that really just come on? I mean, it's set to complete random and it came on as I was doing it. And I was like, oh, thank you. Cause I was like, oh, 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 cause I was processing something. I couldn't even get out the words. Right. And then it, it came and helped me. It, just that it was like, thank you. Oh my gosh. I can't, I could not believe it. And, um, that's how you just know that it was like, we're going to help you just a little bit. You're doing the work. Spirit is always here just saying, just, just try and, and be open and you'll, and we'll, we'll do little things that are very supportive and loving to help you. And that's what I felt that way. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And then I was like, I stayed up, I think all, I stayed up another almost all night, didn't go to sleep because I wanted to read more. It was like, oh, I want the next chapter. I want the next one. It becomes really, um, but it is like the whole journey. It's, it's going to take a while to get through to all of them. So I'm not sure. I had, you know, I've only done three. So, um, but we'll get to that. But I just can't wait to get to the rest of them. But then my other questions are, so later on, it, I'll do the work and reading the book and getting but then you have sort of a master attunement, right? Where they kind of get imprinted uh, from a master. Can you explain yeah. that? Yeah. So in all Reiki, there are symbols. And and one can spend time with them, meditating on them like you're doing and really receive a lot. Um, but ultimately, to become a practitioner, you want to actually um, be attuned, initiated to the symbols by a teaching master. I offer the symbols in the book and not all symbols are, are, are printed, although they're all available on the internet ultimately these days. But, um, and, and so I offer them in the book to do exactly what you're doing, to meditate with them, to work with them, to see what they feel like in, in your being. And you may even feel a bit of an initiation just by visualizing it. I mean, and you said you were looking at some of them and it was like you, you felt like you are, you already knew this symbol. I'm assuming it wasn't one of the ones that is familiar. Yeah. It's only those two are familiar to general public. The rest are new, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but you felt it and it's it's like these are universal light forms of the sacred and so of course you did and so that in and of itself your feeling of that is a kind of initiation but to truly become a practitioner of Kali Ti Reiki yes you want to receive uh, the attunements through a teacher um in a class and et cetera. And also just learn the practices, learn, learn the ethics, all, all, all of that. So, so that's the difference. And, um, also once we are attuned to these symbols, it's a lifetime, it's a lifetime thing, although people like to be, um, reattuned, but it's like you can work with them. You can work with another person as you're working with another person. You're not going to take on the stuff that's getting released, right? Yeah, and you're also not going to transmit your own stuff to a person, and that's something that you know, as energy healers, right? We need to be very, very careful about. I tell a story in the book of this amazing African shaman, uh, Madasa Kendama, who, um used to come to my area a couple times uh, every once a year and I would 
visit with him and he would do these amazing healings. He's an incredible natural healer, um, a, a more powerful natural healer than I think I would ever be. But um, one year he came and he had this goiter and it again didn't look. And I said, maybe we can give you these attunements to the, the Reiki. You, you don't have to become a Reiki healer, Mandasa, because you're already this great um, community builder in Africa and um, shaman, etc. And to my surprise, he said, oh, yeah, let's do it. So we did, and we exchanged some um, initiations. And the next year when he came back, it was completely gone. His color was fabulous. And, and it's because in spite of himself, he was taking on the energies of the people that he was working with. And so this is one of the really important, powerful pieces of, of, of Reiki in general, but of Kali Ki Reiki is like when you get those attunements, it's a, it's kind of a built in protection two ways for yourself and and the other, so as long as you're just working with the symbols, maybe you even use them for your own self-healing, that's fine. But, you know, when you're going to get out there and start practicing with others, you want, you, you want the training, you want the... Yeah. I mean, you call them karmic protections in your book. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. We take on other people's karma as well as our own. And we certainly, as, as, um ethical healers we don't want to be giving them our samskaras our our patterns yeah and i and yeah and i think we do that in life without knowing it on lots of other levels because it's like well i'm gonna take on the karma for this person because i'm trying to help them so much and then we get sick ourselves so well yeah and that can be called codependency too (laughs) yep absolutely that's so funny it's true though uh yeah so um, there's one thing that I really love this story. And if maybe you can kind of just share it, it's in the book, um, a little bit, the queen's initiation, how she came, like, that was such a beautiful. Yeah. And I think the reason why I think that's important, I mean, because to sit through your whole book and go through, I, I was trying to pick something that would also be visually like how this got, how this energy came to you and how you were initiated. I think it's very hopeful and very beautiful. So I was wondering if you could share a little bit about that. Thank you. It, and it was it was absolutely a beautiful thing for for me to experience. So um, the the trishul, the primary symbol, the trident, um, w- which was the first symbol that I received, um, I I had already been using it for a while in Reiki healing. I had checked with some traditional Reiki masters and they all felt like it was very powerful and needed to be brought into the world but it was still um i I was just teaching it as something additional to the traditional reiki symbols and kind of looking at it that way and yet it was so powerful it did everything it was just it was absolutely amazing and anyway um, so one time I was just sitting in a quiet meditation and suddenly I, I saw this beautiful goddess-like form, um, in front of me. She was like 12 feet tall and tall and slender and this black robe. And when I say I saw this, I felt saw her, right? Cause she was never like even in front of me. She was actually kind of behind me, but it's like I could see her. And um, and she had um, a crown, a high crown with 12 tines. And, and those tines were all probably like a foot long. And she was so tall that she bent over me like almost double and... Um, it, it was like the the tines um, fit into my saraswara, the, the thousand petal lotus at the crown of my head, and from her crown just poured this amazing golden light 
golden energy. And of course it went all, all through me. And, um, well, I just knew that it was the initiation that I was receiving from Divine Mother to go ahead and bring Kaliki Reiki out as its own lineage. And beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was, it was just so beautiful. And I call it the queen, um, because that's actually what she looked like. It, it, it looked like, yeah, this beautiful. And okay, I just got to share this. It's so funny. You're having, I like it. I'm in the middle of this powerful mystical experience, but I'm thinking, I'm wondering why the crown's not falling off of her head because she's bending over. <laughs> yep, your logical mind was wondering. Right in the middle of it. Okay, it's so beautiful. Um, And then, I think you mentioned this somewhere, but how... These symbols, once they get attuned to you, though, correctly, they kind of stay in your energy force, even if you were to pass on and come through another life. I mean, you might, you, right? I yep. thought it was very fascinating, too. Absolutely. So this is where we can, we can get what some people might consider a little woo-woo. But when I was just working with traditional Reiki and I would be attuning people to, to the symbols, um, of, of the Usui Reiki. Um, often I would have people come to me that like giving them the attunement was so easy. And it was like, I could see the symbol already in their chakras. Right. So like, yeah, they probably received it in, in a past life. Oh, I think that's fascinating. Yeah. And I mean, even like you're saying, these symbols were familiar to you. So maybe you experienced them in a past life. Yeah. What, it, what I really don't have clear in my own understanding that I, she, she's never directly yeah. revealed this to me. But what I feel is that the Kaliki Reiki symbols um, and the whole lineage, it's not like it's new. It's just that it's being reintroduced at this time. Now, there's no evidence of the symbols or a Kaliki Reiki or by whatever name it would be, uh, the wisdom school um, from a historical time and it may actually be that this is being brought forth actually from another dimension not necessarily from our planetary reality or or time i don't know but i don't feel i don't feel like it's new new i think it's new and i feel like she invited this in now because we as humanity were at a crisis point and we really are and even people that are been working on this for a long time healers they're getting stuck they're getting um and i was feeling that way myself and um with traumas on top of other traumas or triggers and then outside influences and um, post COVID. I mean, no, everything is like happening for a reason, but that's why I think your book is very interesting in timing because it is one of those, we just need it to cut. It feels like it's just coming out and just, just see, just see, and you will find something that speaks mm -hmm. to you. and it could be in a lot of different directions. Yeah. Yeah. And this could be the one that someone could put this by their bedside and just read a couple pages a night or do a whole chapter in one night but they don't need to go to a that night they're feeling bad they don't need to go to a doctor they don't need they at that moment i'm saying they later on you do or whatever you want but, but what i'm saying is that if you're feeling we're just creating these own pools of of what we have access to when we need it that moment hey i'm not feeling good right now what was that symbol again? Or what spoke to me? Which one helped me clear that? Let's go back to that chapter. And then you go in there, you, you, you follow your protocols of like looking into the light and you're going to feel a change. At least I did. Um, and it's just, I think one of many super powerful, um, things that are being released into the world. I really agree. And I, I also, I mean, 
I'm the first one to emphasize one of many because each one of us has to find that which uh, lets our hearts sing. And um, so it's it's wonderful that there are so many options. <laughs> Maybe there are too many options, but um, um, yeah. And and I love how you're approaching this book because it's like yeah, read a few pages at a time and then read those same pages again because they'll have a they'll have a different meaning to you at at that time and don't feel like this is a book that you have to go from cover to cover in a day it's it's oh it's, no it, it's it's pretty hefty and i mean it's not small um but the writing is really beautiful the storytelling is really beautiful it's so easy to understand i'm i'm not an people think i'm an avid reader because i have to read for the podcasts a lot i'm really not i i think this is the fastest book i've ever read in my life ever 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 and i think it's because i I just could really um i could just i just felt into it instead of it being a resistance where i was forcing myself to read it where but i think that's when you know something's right you Mm -hmm. fall in well yeah and also as you said it came just at a time for you where you're thinking, wait a minute, I think I need something more. I need something that'll take me a little deeper, that kind of thing. And and you mentioned how some healers are feeling kind of stuck in these times. And so, yes, hope that that it will speak to them. And it it you don't have to be a healer. And you certainly don't have to already have been a Reiki practitioner, I hope, for the book to speak to you because the purpose of these symbols is 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 dual um it's to yes to use them for healing but true healing is transformation of consciousness and ultimately these symbols are meant to increase one i use the word wisening for our wisening for our awakening so that we can have that transformation of consciousness. As our consciousness transforms, we come more and more into the wholeness, the unity of, of our being and our interconnectedness. Not even interconnectedness, our true union with, with others. And these symbols are a gateway into that awareness. And when we have that awareness, Everything else in our system just kind of falls into place, right? We relax, actually, when we have that kind of awareness. And our, our the natural healing processes of the body come into play as, you, you know, our emotions um, soften and ease and become more spacious. And we can acknowledge things, face things, and release things that, have been challenging and, and troubling. So healing to me, actually one of the, 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 one of the roots of the word healing, one of the sources is the, is a word that means whole and, and healing means coming into our wholeness, not the wholeness we had 15 years ago, but the wholeness of, of all of what we are today. And you said the word relax, which I like to, I wanted, I was thinking about that because you can relax, but not be relaxed. Tell me what you mean no. by that. You could be thinking you're feeling relaxed because you're watching television, right? Or, yeah, you know, but really, are you really relaxed or is, are you feeling stuck in your physical body? Just going, Ugh, I feel well, all these things and I don't feel light. And then you're watching content that might be dark and now you're, you're it just seemed entertaining because you're your spirit saying well that's interesting and all of a sudden something really bad comes up in your feet and then all of a sudden you're tensed again so what yeah. and i think i was honing in on that word relax because i really literally before and especially after doing some of the session work with the i call it session work with the um symbols i feel incredibly relaxed from the top to the bottom like there was an ease that came over me. So like yeah. it yeah. was like I did it. My body didn't feel as heavy. Absolutely. And, and 
that the body not feeling as heavy also has to do with, I believe, that we we understand more of what we are, right? And that what we are is um, not limited to the body. Yeah, and and then our our body awareness changes. We don't lose. Well, sometimes we actually do lose body awareness. We're just pure light and pure beingness. But but it does lighten everything up. And what you're saying about relaxation, I think, is important and profound. And it's something we need to understand in this culture that a lot of what we do for R and R, right, um, is not. It's not even physiologically relaxing us. I, I, I know that there have been studies of people watching TV and, and the, the body is not in physical relaxation. Distraction, distracting ourselves. We're distracting ourselves from the issues that maybe we don't want to confront. But, but not only that, we're taking ourselves away from ourselves and we want that sometimes right it's like i just want to get out of myself so i'm going to watch this story on tv and i'll get all involved with their emotions and their issues and their drama <laughs> their drama and that'll drown out my drama well yeah <laughs> but does it does it really no and and it's it doesn't really ease it's a temporary distraction and then you know what you experienced too, Gina? You experienced a purity of being, right? When we experience the light, um, when the symbol um, activates the light within our own being, right? There's there's a purity. There's just this sense of wow. Well, that's the thing I was going to say next. I just felt. And I say the word grateful a lot because I am a very grateful person. I'm a very giving person. But I had a different level of gratitude that I've had in a while. It was a different level of gratefulness of the process of you being channeled and given this information for you to take the time to do it, uh, for people to support you to getting it out to um, sacred stories for working with you. I love their publicity team. I want to give them a big high, big hug. Um. Because they're they're doing the that's a really part of big part of the hard work is getting it out there. So it's all a concerted effort. But I felt I felt all of the people, all of the energy behind it, not just three about you. You're the you were the the vessel and grateful for your your work too and your process and initiation. Because if you hadn't done all that prior work, you would have gotten this information. But so grateful for that and then grateful for the whole team behind it. But it was really like a, I don't know, it was a different level of gratefulness that I can't explain because how you can't, how do you explain it? Uh, all that I know is that it felt more than, but I love it. It's like, it's like you tune, you tuned in to what a, a word we use is Kula, like the spiritual community, right? And, and this lineage was not brought in for me <laughs> it was brought in for all of us for anyone who is drawn to it and and attracted to it because it's it sings to you and um you also mentioned earlier you know about the symbols and how how we must really work to get those and i i mean my graphic designer lindy rediman is just amazing and the editor from light on light um, Sandra Simon I and mean, Sandra Simon and and Lindy worked hours and hours back and forth while I was in my ashram in India um, getting all those symbols right and I mean I'm grateful and, oh, yeah. and, and gratitude is it's more than just appreciation for thank you for this thing that you gave me it's no it's it's gratitude for that experience of a kula, of a spiritual community, even if we don't know people, and of yeah, it's a oneness. And then when you got feel a little bit better in your space, what do you think somebody doing this? Yeah, how can it help them? Can it help them 
uh, with physical ailments? Can it help them bring in a love partner? Can it help them find their life's passion? I mean, those are the things that people think about. Yeah. And that's why I like go back to that because absolutely. those are the things on people's minds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it, even though this is work with pure energy, it, it's amazing what it can do for people, whatever they're experiencing physically. Um, one woman recently who, um, had, um, a sclerotic liver, she went to the hospital. They said that you've only got 25% of a liver left. I did some work. Um, and, um, her husband called me and said, now they're saying she's got 75% of her liver functioning with medication. So, I mean, those kind of miracles happen, right? Um, I mean, it went from 25% functioning to 75% functioning. Go figure. Um, but it doesn't always happen that way. And one of the things we say about Reiki is, I mean, this is the divine. We set our intentions. We might have emotional, physical issues that we want healed. And yet, you know, what happens is really what is meant to happen for for us. And so we can never guarantee any kind of miracle or anything like that. We always make sure that people are getting medical care. They're getting psychotherapy if they need it. But, um, and and a lot of people come to me for um, emotional and spiritual issues because, you know, I spend all these years as, as a psychologist and we can do some really nice beautiful deep trauma release work and 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 that kind of thing because if reiki is the source energy then it works on all those levels the emotional the spiritual the the psychic um the mental all of it of course because all of those levels of reality are just different frequencies of energy so how, um, how about when you get close to someone um, and you've kind of been attuned to this stuff and even just laying in bed and you're like cuddling with someone, is that energy somehow getting transferred to or is it something that has to be a full intention? Um, I guess that's a depends kind of question. Okay. So it really, it, it really depends. But as... As we go deeper and deeper into the practice and the study of Kali Ki Reiki, it's like we begin to become that. We manifest it. We transmit it. So people experience us in a different way. And often, one of our Reiki masters, um, Madas, his name is Joe, but we call him Madas, the servant of the mother. He um, works a lot with people that are transitioning in death and dying. Oh, and he, a lot of times all he does is walk into a room. And the the Reiki is so present in his being that he doesn't even have to place hands on people. Right. And there's there's a healing. There's an acceptance. There's a love. Because all of this is love. Right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it really can be that the person sitting next to you is going to feel something, whether it registers in their conscious mind or not, but in their energetic body, their energy starts to resonate with it. And at the same time, Tina, I mean, there can certainly be situations where, um, you know, somebody is going really deep into learning and practicing Reiki and they have a partner who just is very skeptical and what have you. And and it, it does happen occasionally that um as 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 one grows in their Reiki awakening and wisening, um, they just we begin to operate on a different frequency in a certain way. Yeah. And, yeah. No, I had a teacher that used to talk about how uh people vibrate in and out of our lives, right? And well, so it can happen in that way as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. I, absolutely. I, I completely understand that. Um, 
And that's, that could be the hard part is when people have to vibrate out of your life because you're no longer vibrating at the same. And it's not, it's just that, that is life. Yep. That is what we're here to do. That, that it, it's true. And the question is, can we be, can we do this graciously and lovingly? Um, but with clarity and maintaining boundaries. Right? Yeah. I mean, I had to learn, learn boundaries with energy. It, uh, that's the whole reason why I started setting energy partially. Like, I need some boundaries. I don't even understand that. Well, yeah. And, and then and, and you also know about the ethics of it. It's like, we're going to just be going around zapping people with Reiki <laughs> with, without their permission. So um, it's not a weapon. Wow. It's it's a gift. And and um yeah, so we need to be we need to be very respectful. And if somebody absolutely doesn't believe in it or thinks that it's something awful, it's like it's not our job to convince or convert or Oh yeah. 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 And I love that part of it because I think that's where um religion got it wrong. My own personal opinion, where that way we're trying to force it onto other people. You know what I mean? And you just, we are all individual be- beings with our free will. And that just makes it feel nobody likes to be forced and nobody likes to be told what to do. We know that as a fact. Don't tell people what to do. They're just like, no. I remember Russell Brand saying something like that the other day on a thing. He's like, nobody likes to be told what to do. I was like, that's right. Nobody likes to be told what to do. And so it's just not going to work out well. It's just, anyways. Well, um, I wanted to, before we kind of wrap up, I wanted to see, do you want to spend a few minutes doing a, a meditation or some type of, um, or do you have a final thought or anything that you would like to end on? No, I'd like to invite people into um a breath. We actually have a couple of really beautiful um, guided meditations that are on our website, thewisdomschool.us. Um, okay. And and some really beautiful breath ones. The one that I want to guide us through it's it's really it's really quite simple and and very sweet. So it should only take a couple minutes. Wonderful. Let's do that. Okay. So this is called breathing with the bubble. So just let your eyes close. And take, yeah, good. Take a deep inhalation through the nose, exhale through the mouth. Feel your sits bones if you're seated, just rooting into the chair, the floor, wherever you go. And then just begin to notice your breath going in and out through the nose. And here, don't breathe through the mouth, just in and out. Through the nose. And imagine a point about maybe 12 inches in front of you. And imagine the breath going in and out to this point. And this point is kind of, it's it's your aura. It's kind of where your energy field um, ends. So you just imagine that. Going back and forth to this one point, about 12 or so inches in front of you. And now invite in a being, a beloved being, who's just bit across from you, eye to eye. However you're seated, imagine they're seated the same way. Maybe if you're sit- seating cross-legged, sit- sitting cross-legged. Your knees are almost touching. And I I actually encourage you to not choose right now someone who is living, but a beloved being who's not in this physical reality. A beloved being, perhaps, who has passed. Um, Maybe a teacher, a divinity. Or if you are... Um, a follower of the Divine Mother. You can imagine Divine Mother in whatever form she shows up for you. It could be an angel. It could be a guide. Again, it could be an ancestor. And just imagine them sitting across from you. 
and you can gaze eye to eye. And they too are breathing from there where they're at to the end of their auric field, so to speak, which meets that point that you've been breathing to. So as you breathe in and out to this point about 12 inches in front of you, they're doing the same thing. They're breathing in and out to a point about 12 inches in front of them, and that's one point. It's the same Now you begin to feel something else beginning to happen. As you see them exhaling and their breath comes in towards you, when it gets to that meeting point, you inhale. The breath seems to loop around until you exhale back out to that same point, and then they inhale from that point back in. So as they're exhaling, you're inhaling. As you're exhaling, they are inhaling. And this is looping in kind of a horizontal figure eight, passing through the same center point. And actually, the form we, we called it figure eight, but if you're familiar with um, the Mobius um, circle, the, the figure eight form of infinity, the Mobius loop, that actually has only one side. If you know this loop, you'll know what I'm saying. Otherwise, you can just picture this as a horizontal figure eight. And so again, as they breathe out, you breathe in. As you breathe, they breathe in. And you just continue until it feels like one breath, one shared breath. That their exhalation prompts your inhalation. And your exhalation fuels their inhalation. And just continue. And you can continue like this until it feels complete. Offer gratitude to this being. And then if you'd like to continue this on your own, you could invite in other beings. So if you brought in an ancestor, maybe you bring in a guide, an angel, a divinity, a teacher. And you can just continue like this for as long as you like. Thank you. I love that. Mm. Thank you so much, Roger Shima. Well, thank you so much, Gina. It's it's a it's a true pleasure. It's great conversing with you, and um, I'm just delighted that you've been able to read the book and and feel it. Yes, I, I enjoyed it immensely, and it's the Winscombe School UNS, and we're going to be linking everything here. We thank you for your time. We thank you for your effort. And please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate all the support that you give the channel in all the nice messages. That you send and energy that you send and love. And we're sending it all back to you tenfold. Um, just another amazing, incredible group of people. Um, an incredible book. Um, may the love force be with you. And this- may the love force be with us all. <laughs> Bye for now. I love you guys. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. 
Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support. Yes. Yeah.